This is Eddie Webb, author, game designer, and creator of the Realms of Pugmire, and you're listening to The Spectre Show. Welcome back to The Spectre Show. I am DJ Allen. I know I said I was going to pick it back up and start doing weekly again, and yeah, I faltered. There's been a lot of stuff going on, so I just wanted to kind of force myself to jump back into it, because honestly, if I don't force myself to jump back into this right now, there's going to be bigger problems. So I'm going to go ahead and... uh, Lay it all out for you so you know what's going on. Uh, first, thanks for, for coming back. And um, I guess let's get right into it. The uh, first uh, order of business is that if you have come here looking for a Bujo or Boo Journey RPG um, update, you're going to be fairly disappointed in my very next statement is that uh, life kind of got in the way and I haven't really had a chance to do anything since the last podcast. So for those of you keeping score, that was, uh, no, I think that was about a month ago, but let me double check because it's, it's been a while. I mean, I, I haven't been able to do much of anything and it's, it's just, it's one of those things. Uh, April 11th, of 2019 and uh it is currently as i record this may 12th so yes a full month since i've done anything with bujo or boo journey rpg at all it's it's just it's been very hectic so coming off of the last recording i had the full intention to do this that and the other thing with the boo journey stuff so let me just run you through roughly what happened um First and foremost, my wife's birthday happened shortly after the last podcast, and I'll say within the la- within the 12 days of recording, or 15 days, or something like that. Within 15 days of recording the last podcast, um, her birthday happened. So I've got things to, to do because uh, I have very specific things I do on my birthday, and therefore I wanted to be able to give her everything she wanted on her birthday. So... Um, we didn't actually do anything on her specific birthday. We did it on the weekend of or the weekend after. Um, but there were other things that we did. So that happened. Um, work kind of got weird. Um, I, it's It wasn't Christmas busy, but all of a sudden... We had a couple of people missing for a couple, three, four days. Uh, the vacations kind of like started sinking up really bad. Um... There's uh, uh, just this past weekend or yesterday as I'm recording this was the NALC food drive. Um, So uh, that's the National Association of Letter Carriers, of which I am a member. And we do that once a year. So that happened. Um, But uh, going back, there was a NALC state convention, uh, Oregon State Convention, because I live in Portland, Oregon. And that, of course, uh, took up. Uh, a good chunk of time. Coming back from that, I had one of the worst weeks I have had at my current station, and that includes during Christmas. I came back, and there were uh, when when there's a full coverage, that means that it goes to everybody on the route. So I mean, so when I'm saying that, that's what I mean. So when I got back, there were no less than three 
full coverages right off the bat. Uh, immediately after that was a full coverage that showed up basically every day until the end of that week. So that first week back after that convention was nightmarish. Um, the weekend, the week after that, things started to get kind of smoothed out. But then, of course, we are working at, or we're looking at, I shouldn't say working, we're we're working in a zone of time where it's, I've got things that need to be done. Um, the, I have two union meetings a month that I go to. Sometimes I don't go to the first one. Uh, I have to go to the second one. But um, the first one and the second one this month of May, uh, my wife was cooking, so I had to be at both of them. Or rather, we were at the last one, and we haven't been to the second one yet. So we've had to prepare a meal for 60 to 80 people. Um, and we're going to end up having to do that here immediately shortly thereafter, too. So... The weekends also got a little bit weird, and um, it's it's I haven't been able to catch up. Uh, I was actually short on sleep for a good chunk of two weeks in there, and I just wanted to uh, just want to say that that's uh, <laughs> it's been a rough run. So I mean, here I am, post thirty days after the last podcast, still intending to do a weekly show again. Uh, now I can start getting into things that have been going on in the background or being fit into little wedges of downtime that I've had because, I mean, I do have wedges of downtime here and there. The, the sad part of it is, though, is that I don't have, I, I don't have the large chunk. So I'm, there's, there's TV my wife and I watch. If I don't watch it, she'll watch it without me. So, and if I, I don't have a lot that she doesn't watch with me, so there's, there's that time, you know, if we've got a few minutes, we need to keep up because sometimes those shows expire. Uh, there's a few shows that I am at this point just going to give up on because A, I don't really have the drive to watch them and B, it's a lot of effort to find the episodes of this, this, these few shows. Um, during some of the downtime though, I have contemplated briefly making this show uh, what I'm going to call daily. Uh, that would be Monday through Friday. Uh, and I would run from either a half hour to an hour a day. So that was a thought way back shortly after the last podcast. I was still still contemplating that a couple of weeks after. And then, of course, my my nightmare week at work and the shortness of sleep over the last couple of weeks has also played into my rolling that back thinking, you know, I don't really want to wake up early to record a show or be live on YouTube for a half hour to an hour and be even shorter on sleep because I, I go to bed at a very specific time to get up at a very specific time so that I'm not totally worn out. I am I'm 43 years old, and that is I I cannot operate like an 18 year old anymore. I it's it's there's so many things that are such a problem that uh, well I mean it, medically I'm I'm having issues medically that are being looked at now too. So I mean that's that's also been a, a problem of the last few or the last month. But um, yeah, I, I can't I can't be contemplating shorting myself sleep. So I would either wake up early, meaning I would go to bed earlier to do this half hour to an hour show, or I would do it in the afternoon, like maybe right before bed. So my, you know, my bedtime would be, 
I would take my sleeping medication on the air or while I'm recording or whatever and do a routine every night, Monday through Friday. And the reason I'm doing Monday through Friday is because the idea would be that it would become, the Spectre show would become a a radio show, basically. So that leads to the next uh, little caveat, that if I did that, my first thought was, well, I don't want to talk about the bullet journal role-playing game and the variations of five days a week. So what am I talking about? Well, there's a lot of stuff that I'm into and interested in that I could cover on this show or talk about regularly. So just looking at the sports, for instance. Um, oh, I didn't bring my phone with me. <laughs> Can't even look at my list. Uh, there are a number of sports that I watch and am interested in that I follow fairly closely that I would be willing to, be, that I would want to cover. So just off the top of my head, um, there would be the NASCAR, the Cup Series, the top one. Um, I don't know how in-depth I would get on that. Uh, there's also the NFL and, by extension, the XFL. And the reason I say by extension is because the XFL wants to be supplementary to the NFL. Like, they're not they're not going to compete. It's going to be a not, – not a feeder league, but like a – an alternative? I don't know. The AAF, the American Associ- uh, American Alliance of Football, that was running previous this year, folded before the season even ended. So uh, basically the XFL, who was going to have to worry about competing with the AAF, doesn't have to worry about competing with the AAF anymore. So we'll see how that works out. But So the NFL and the XFL would follow NASCAR in that list. Um, the Barclays Premier League, which is the English Premier League of soccer. So that specifically, maybe even MLS. Um, it's the only two leagues I follow super closely, except for the Scottish Premier League, which is, I don't know if they can, maybe maybe it's the SFL uh, Scottish Football League um, Premier Division. I don't know what they call themselves anymore because they merged back in with their league, unlike other Premier Leagues. So I, that's the only other league I follow, and I follow them because I'm a huge Celtic fan. So um, I don't know what the audience would look like for something like that. And then I've got uh, a, a passion for sumo. Um, I, I compete in a sumo game online every tournament or basho. Those bashos happen six times a year, every other month, January, March, um, May, July, September, and November. There is a, a, a 15-day basho, and you they each wrestler competes once a day. I follow that. I also am heavily into UFC. I have mentioned this in the past. Um, the problem with that last one, and that's kind of where I'll segue a little bit, is uh, the problem with that last one is I am not going to, nor will I ever, subscribe to ESPN+. Plus. So basically, uh, UFC, you have essentially boxed yourself out, and I, I know I'm not the only one, and I don't know how big the contingent is. I keep waiting for pay-per-view numbers to come in, but I'm not paying ESPN a dime. I don't want to pay them a dime. And if you're saying, well, if you have cable, you're already paying them. I don't have cable. I've been a cord cutter for over a decade now. So I haven't given ESPN one cent. And I'm not going to because 99% of what's on ESPN is crap. I mean, it, no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I don't watch second-tier sports, which that includes college basketball, college football, um, I don't follow lacrosse. I don't do tennis. I don't do golf. Um, I certainly don't do the college versions of any of those. 
and that's what ESPN mostly is. It's it's sports that I don't care about dominating their airwaves. And for the like the Monday night football for NFL on ESPN, I stopped caring about Monday night. So to me, the big game every week is the Sunday night football game on NBC because ESPN isn't doing the job ABC did. And they're owned by the same damn company, which is sad. So... <laughs> UFC, I would love to keep talking about it, but I'm going to be primarily limited to reading results rather than actually seeing the fights, and that's going to be a little bit disappointing. Um, are there ways around that? Absolutely. But I, these are just considerations at the moment. So those are just the sports that I would cover on a Monday through Friday basis. Now, the NFL season doesn't run the same time as the Barclays Premier League does. So basically, I could be doing the Barclays Premier League on Mondays and then when the NFL season kicks in do those on a Wednesday so that way I catch the Thursday games here and there um, also uh, NASCAR kind of runs the same there so maybe I do a NASCAR Tuesday just isn't I mean I'm just throwing these out as ideas um, there's you know other things like the sumo I would only cover for those 15 days so for the 15 days I believe I get let me just count here for a second because it just started today as I record this so that's seven that's 14 so 15 I would get I would get 10 solid days of talking about it and then the day after it ends I would get to talk about it one more time until the next tournament starts up so I mean there's that as an option MLS uh, runs during the summer Barclays runs during the winter at the, oh, at the same time the NFL so I had that wrong sorry um, the XFL is going to run in the spring NASCAR runs most of the year um, I'm not at the moment but I'm contemplating starting to watch a few NBA games um, being in Portland I have the Trailblazers to follow and I've never really followed a team I've always followed players and I haven't really watched the NBA a whole lot, but the fact that the Trailblazers are in the playoffs at the moment is a little bit exciting. So, I mean, it's it's interesting, and, and my coworkers who avidly follow these things are definitely energetic enough to have me want to kind of peek into this. So, I mean, so if, if I did that, you know, I would talk about, if I just did sports as an example, that's how I'd break it up. i do like a sport a day or maybe two sports a day. And they would happen on the same day. So if you knew you always wanted to listen to the NFL talk, you could always tune in on the Wednesday show because that's the day that the NFL happens for my show in this scenario. I could also talk about and would be interested in talking eh, would be interested in talking about the odd movie here and there, um, certain TV series. Uh, I could do books, but I mean, obviously, books are going to be a lot slower. So that'd be like a once a once a quarter, once a six months type thing. Because um, as anyone who follows uh, anything I've ever said uh, knows that I don't have a lot of time to physically do the reading myself. So I do actually consume quite a bit of audio. And I audiobook when I run out of podcasts. And there's times where I'd rather listen to an audiobook than podcasts. So there's always that. Oh... So I have been contemplating doing the daily thing. Um, 
when I was giving it serious consideration, like when I hadn't eliminated it, and it's not technically eliminated yet, but it's it's definitely by the wayside. I was thinking of ramping up. So instead of doing Monday through Friday, I'll right off the bat do a Monday or like a Tuesday, Thursday, and then switch it to Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then, you know, ramp up with an extra day here and there until I'm doing five days a week. I would very rarely, if never, record on a weekend. So that would eliminate that. And also that would open up the door for the weekend shows being um, the greatest show, for instance, or, or the like. And I would also make sure that on my days off, from work those days would be dead air on the podcast so if uh, maybe well depending on if i'm doing the sports because if i'm doing the sports and i'd have to do it on those days also to keep up with the the format so i was thinking of not doing shows on my days off so that i wouldn't have to be up at a specific time in the morning but if i'm doing it at night that should still be okay so this just contem, you know, things I'm contemplating, and I would love to hear feedback from it. Uh, now that I'm actually talking to you, I also may, may need to make sure that I am checking the things that I said I was going to be checking. And for that, that means I got to go to Patreon because it's been a while. I haven't been on Patreon since the last time I recorded a show, and well, we all know that that was a month ago. So maybe I need to to check in. Okay, my Patreon status has not. Uh, changed. It's still the same number of contributors offering offering the same amount of money. So um, I am making the barest bones of an income. Which leads me now to the thing that I am hoping will also drive people in the Emerald Spectre direction or the Spectre Show direction. And that is I... Oh, actually, I haven't talked about this online at all, so this will be new, I'm pretty sure. So, um, I want to say it was the morning of April 21st that I came across and discovered marble racing. And I say it that way because I've been kind of obsessed with it, and I'm not really sure what the first time I was. But when I saw it, I knew, hey, I could get my wife to watch this. Well, then I took that, and I ran so far in one direction with it that... Um, she's already sick of it, <laughs> but marble racing, uh, if you go and search for gels, marble racing and gel in this case, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying it the way it's spelled. It's J E L L E. Uh, it's actually a Dutch name and I'm pretty sure it's going to be yell. Uh, but I, I'm pronouncing it gel. So gels, marble run on YouTube. There's a channel. He is the one responsible for the marble Olympics. And a very popular sand marble rally, or what is now going to be called the Marble Rally. And it is marble racing. So in the Marble Olympics, it's, uh, there are marble events patterned after actual winter Olympic events and some summer Olympic events. So they're, they're extremely interesting to watch. The thing I would be looking more at and the thing I'm more interested in is the Marble Rally, which is... 8 to 12 races of marbles going down what has been uh, traditionally a sand hill. So they make a, a track, a flat marble track going down at a, a gradient on this hill. And they, they pan out and show you all this stuff too. So they, they race these marbles from top to like 750 meters down, I want to say. Maybe it's 500 meters. Uh, they, they're long tracks. A lot of them are. 
and they run a season like a like a NASCAR or a Formula One would. And I've been obsessed with that. So I when I discovered this, I immediately wanted to do it myself. So I started looking into getting marbles. Couldn't find any marbles. Started looking at how to make marbles. Um, I'm not going to blow glass and I'm not going to get a machine that costs $27,000 to machine marble because there's all kinds of other stuff invested in that. And um, it's just that's way too much. So I started looking into how to make my own marbles and I've uh, I found the method I'm going to use. And I'm experimenting. Well, I'm going to make them out of resin. So I'm experimenting with my molds and my resin to see what works, what doesn't. Get used to the resin that I'm using. And then if if something else needs to happen, go ahead and, and work up from there so that I've got, I've got things working in the right direction. So I can actually have racing marbles. Um, the mold that I'm currently using is going to make the size of marbles that I want to race, which are the 16 millimeter or 5 eighths inch. They're basically the same size, roughly. And then I would make a track to accommodate uh, the ability to pass or, you know, things like that. I could run it from, if you watch Jell's channel, you'll see all kinds of options. I am not going to go and buy the expensive uh, marble racetrack items. There has been some consideration for making molds of some of the pieces to make my own but that's a whole other thing the, the the making of a silicone mold is extremely involved compared to the resin marble making so i i need to do one thing at a time but i want to i want to race marbles so that would be a feature on the website um and for anyone going well you're not working on bujo rpg but you're working on marble racing i have uh i have molded one set one time. So basically I sat down once, mixed up the resin, filled some stuff and seen how the the resin works and what the flaws in my operational methods were and and how to fix it from there. So before you cry foul, um it's not like I have spent more than 15 minutes doing this. Now I am going to start working on it more. I've got some plans in my head for track, so I haven't drawn anything out or anything like that. But, I mean, there's there's plans, and I want to run. I, I don't want to do a Marble Olympics. I want to do a more of a league, more of a there's 40 marbles, and they're competing to be the marble racing champion, so like a NASCAR or a Formula One. Uh, so there would be a variety of tracks that they would compete on, and it would be basically run like that um on gel's channel which is what i want to do is uh he's got now he because he's dutch he doesn't speak i don't think he speaks english at all so he does all the recording of it and then he's got someone um i don't know if he's friends with or somebody who offered to record commentary in english with all kinds of english signs and whatnot um because the there are marbles in the stands which i find hilarious and i'm going to do that too but um my stands are going to be different because if it's a racetrack there's only going to be so many spots to sit quote unquote for the marbles on the sidelines but um he's gotten someone to do uh english commentary and he the the guy that's doing it greg woods is he's doing it as if he was a lone commentator at a marble olympics event now he does all the commentary that i've seen on the English side of things. So he does the sand marble rallies and the, the marble Olympic stuff. And he does it all basically the same way. And I, I, I've gotten used to it and I would like to do something similar. 
Um, I don't know if I would be the commentator, but I would be, I've already started plotting at the type of, the number of cameras I've got to work with um, to record this and how long the track would have to be and how many marbles can race at once. I don't know if I want to do a heat thing, like, you know, race 10 marbles at a time or 20 marbles at a time so that 40 or 60 or whatever get to go in total. I kind of want to do it NASCAR style and launch the entire field down the track, which means I need to figure out how that all works out. But we'll, that's logistical problems. But I want to do commentary on stuff like that also. So I want to make it into a production. So um, as I have counted so far, and if I don't include my computer or my wife's computer, I've got, uh, let's see, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven cameras right now that I have available to use in just devices and then maybe an eighth one soon because technically I can buy a new iPhone if I'm if I want to although I'm waiting for the next model to come out so I've got old iPhones uh, both of my wife and I's active iPhones uh, iPads and um, like I said before if I don't if I if I want to include computers then I've got two more cameras so I can really get a good spread on the track the reason I don't want to use the computers is because seeing a computer full on in the background of a race, I think would be distracting. So I don't want to be doing that, but um, it's definitely an option. Maybe it's a maybe it's a start finish type thing. I don't know. But I mean, I don't I, I hadn't planned on using the computer. So, I mean, are you going to see the, the occasional iPhone or an iPad in the shot? Yes, you're going to. But just like gel, I want to have little advertising spaces, too. And. I'm I'm not saying I'm selling advertising, although I wouldn't say no to it. Uh, what I'm saying is I would come up with um, sponsorships, quote-unquote, that would be uh, humorous but not real. So, like, instead of McDonald's, it would be O'Donnell's, like the Irish version of McDonald's, which has been a long-running joke between me and my wife because when we started to make our own healthy food, the breakfast stuff I started calling O'Donnell's because, you know, we ate at McDonald's a lot before and then we started doing it at home. So it was basically O'Donnell's. So I was it was kind of a funny thing. It's a joke between us. But I mean, I would I would do something like that, you know, and instead of Subway, it would be tube or the tube for, you know, because it's a all Subway in England anyway. So I've been a little obsessed with marble racing. So there's there's that. Uh that pretty much covers the gambit of this week. I do want to get back into the habit of recording weekly. So if I do want to do more than once a week, what I need to do, and if I want to do it live, um, I, it needs to be at a specific time. So there's the there's the last thing I'll talk about is, let's say I'm doing this five days a week live. Um, starting the show at... 6.45 Pacific time, which would be 7.45 Mountain, 8.45 Central, 9.45 Eastern, you could watch me for a half hour to 45 minutes to an hour or whatever, and I would be live, and then that show, without any of the whoops and whistles and, and doodads and whatnot, would get pulled. Uh, what It would be raw live on the internet forever, and then um, I would pull down the audio, edit in the... Um, beginning and ends, the the intros and the outros, the music and all that, uh, pull the audio off of it, put up an audio podcast of it, and maybe just leave the video feed raw because I don't have 
a video opening or closing for my Spectre show. I have that for The Greatest Show, and that's a whole different ball of wax, and there was a lot of effort put into making sure that those things work like that, but I don't really want to do the same thing for this show, not yet at least. Um, I also don't want to necessarily do five live video shows a week because um, as the summer comes around, uh, as, as I look behind me, um, the sun is still up, and it's not quite directly in my window behind me, but it's it's pretty close to being in the window behind me. So there is going to be lighting issues. Um, I don't really have a way to cover what's behind me at the moment. If you watched The Last Greatest Show, uh, uh, episode uh, Epiversary 150, you would have seen what's behind me, which is a... I'm in a closet, basically. This is my recording studio. It's, it absorbs sound beautifully. It ex- gives me the sound quality I want um, I've got a great setup, and I'm going to continue using it. So if, as long as nothing changes, I will go ahead and continue using this and come up with a backdrop to to record from and uh, figure it out from there. So we will see how this all pans out. But I want to thank you for all sticking in there with me. I'm sorry that the show has been spaced out. And for anyone who is um, over from the Spectre show, Spectre Chess show, uh, wondering why the hell I haven't put anything up, well, this is a great um, this is a great episode to listen to because I haven't had any chance to do the chess stuff. In fact, my chess games. Uh, let me diverge briefly into that so I can put this up at both feeds. <laughs> Uh, my, my personal chess games, I used to play anywhere between 5 to 25 games simultaneously. Um, my rating went all over the place, and then at one point, something happened, and I lost um, I lost a whole bunch of... I, I timed out on a whole bunch of games. And the reason I say it like that is because it's... Um, I, I was in a tournament where you had 24 hours to make a move. I popped in no longer than 18 hours after because I knew I had to make a move and all of a sudden my 24-hour games were all defaulted so I have an enormous timeout rate. No fault of my own. Um, I'm not blaming chess.com. I I don't know exactly what happened but I made my first moves. I came back 18 hours later and all of my stuff had been defaulted. So again, I don't know what happened but because of that I I scaled my games back. I'm literally playing, playing four games as I record this and that is way down from what I normally do. I want to get used to playing a little bit and then start ramping back up again because um, I want to take time to play the games. I won't be doing any more 24-hour turnarounds and I would really like to make sure that I don't have that issue again in the future. So for you Spectre Chess fans, please hang in there. Um, I've got, I think, five or six simultaneous Spectre Chess Championship tournaments going on at chess.com right now. Um, Let's see if I can remember them. Uh, I'm in the Spectre Chess Straw Rate division. Um, That's for 11.50 and below. I'm not going to worry about the ratings at this point. And then uh, the the division above that is the Spectre Chess Fly Rate. Then it's the Bantam Rate, uh, the Feather Rate, the Light Rate, and the Welter Rate. So six tournaments going on at once, and each one will be the Spectre Chess Rate Division Champion when it's all said and done. 
Will anybody want to collect and you know defend those championships? I'm not anticipating any. I, I will. I want to. But um, if I don't win, I certainly expect this to be a tournament again next year where we crown another Spectre Chess each division champion. And if I can get this the welter rate division filled up, I will open up the middle rate to have that division also. I, I've got it all. I mean, there's I'm just, I, I'm just using boxing or MMA rate rating classes to uh, break up the divisions. But it's, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to open it all the way up to heavy, heavy rate and super heavy rate. So, I mean, I, the super heavy rates are the people that aren't going to want to participate because it's, it's going to be like, a, oh yeah. So the, those would be the 2650s and above. And then nobody's going to be on chess.com for that. So I want to thank you for joining me. Thank you for sticking in there, everybody. I will, I, I'm going to, hope that I can get next week done. I mean, it's my intention to jump back on the horse. I will definitely, you were, I will, I will have another podcast out before a month has elapsed. So this is not the end. It's just a short, a small skip, jump and a hop. So if you want to get a hold of me, my email is emeraldspector.com at gmail.com. I am at emeraldspector on both Instagram and Twitter. If you want to find out everything that's going on with me and the website, it is emeraldspector.com, obviously. And I would love to hear emails. We also have a Patreon that you can support me at. The more money I have coming in from that, the more time I can actually divert to working on the things you want me to work on. Which, uh, I'll be honest, is mostly the Bujo stuff. So um, the my, my sole Patreon right now, or patron right now, is... It's just supporting me in general. So if you want me to work on something specific, throw some cash my way. I got to change my tiers, uh, what you get for what. But um, for right now, I got to leave them alone because I don't have time to work on it. That's going to be the next thing I'm going to try working on is Patreon this week so that I can get that out. But uh, you can contact me at all those places. And I look forward to talking at you again next week, definitely before 30 days has elapsed. Goodbye. Goodbye.